Welcome to the messages of Cornerstone Anglican Church. When the foundations crumble, we are left with two options, despair or faith. In this episode from the archives, Pastor Andrew explores how faith delivers the certainty of eternal salvation. I want to touch on a few things in regards to some of the stuff that we've looked at in the past, but looking at it in a new way. God hasn't lost control. He hasn't lost his purpose. And we haven't lost it either. And so today I want to unpack some of the things I think that God is challenging about. To raise up the ancient ruins of his church. To rebuild the church that is now in ruins, but to rebuild it his way. And two of the passages that he gave us came out of Isaiah, Isaiah 58, verse 11 onwards, and then Isaiah 61, verse 1 on. And I'll read the extended verse because there are two parts to it. Isaiah 58, The Lord will guide you continually and satisfy your needs in parched places, and make your bones strong. And you shall be like a watered garden, like a spring of water, whose waters never fail. Your ancient ruins shall be rebuilt. You shall raise up the foundations of many generations. You shall be called the repair of the breach and the restore of the streets to live in. So there's two parts to that word. One is what God is going to do in us and for us and how we're going to take up his cause and bring back his church. In Isaiah 61, it's a bit more extended, but I think the passage is helpful. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me. He has sent me to bring good news to the oppressed to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and release to the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favour and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, to provide for those who mourn in Zion, to give them a garland rather than ashes, the oil of gladness instead of mourning, the mantle of praise instead of a faint spirit. And they'll be called the oaks of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, to display the glory. They shall build up the ancient ruins. They shall raise up former devastations. They shall repair the ruined cities, the devastations of many generations. Strangers shall stand and feed your flocks. Foreigners shall till your land and dress your vines. You shall be called priests of the Lord. You shall be named ministers of our God. You shall enjoy the wealth of the nations. 
and in their riches you shall glory. Because their shame was double and dishonour was proclaimed as their lot, therefore they shall possess a double portion and everlasting joy shall be theirs. And so once again you've got that two-pronged thought, the work of Jesus in our lives, the promises he brings, the change of heart that he achieves, the change of perspective, to see things that in our normal lot would be devastations to be turned into something in God that will bring us peace and joy and enlarge us as both individuals and as a people. And then the call to build up the ancient ruins. And so that's a challenge that we have taken on as a church and we've worked on and expanded that over the last couple of years to come up with what we think is God's purpose in this day and hour. It is important that the church that is to arise out of the ashes needs to be the church God's way. We need to see that God is wanting us to build a church that is based upon a new and solid foundation. In my lifetime, the foundations upon which the church, businesses and other organisations have operated have crumbled and been destroyed. They have now been rebuilt in an entirely different way. The psalmist in chapter 11 verse 3 cried, If the foundations have been destroyed, what do the righteous do? That's a really good question, isn't it? A scholar named Paul Tillich notes that when such foundations are shaken, it is God himself who has disturbed those foundations. Psalm 82 verse 5 says, They do not know nor understand. They walk about in darkness. All the foundations of the earth are shaken. Why? Psalm 18 verse 7 says, The foundations of the mountains were crumbling and were shaken because God was angry. The reason for this is because the old foundations had become toxic, were now human-centred and self-serving, pushing a true engagement with God to the sidelines. God's work of shaking foundations at different times can relate to our personal life, our church's life, or in current times, the foundation upon which everything has operated. Tillich notes that the crumbling of the foundations left the righteous with only two options, despair or faith. Despair is the certainty of eternal destruction or faith, which is the certainty of eternal salvation. This is quite a stunning proposal You're either in or out. You can no longer differ about with God's invitation to come into his kingdom through his son, Jesus Christ. You can also see 
that when new foundations arise, they reflect the true nature of the Gospels that divide light from darkness, life from death, and faith from unbelief. The difference between the house built on rock and that built on sand once more come into play as we're confronted with a choice, despair or faith. Tillich concludes by saying, faith therefore calls the community of faith to look beyond the disintegration of the current foundations to see the hope of a new beginning upon new foundations. So when the foundations crumble, what do the righteous do? They begin to rebuild the foundations God's way, not their own. That is, the architect and builder of the new foundation is God himself. To truly get a hold of what Father God is doing, we need to do two things. Firstly, we need to arise and shine. Arise and shine, for your light has come and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, the deep darkness of the people, but the Lord will arise over you and his glory will be seen upon you. Jesus talks about us not hiding our light, but to lift it up so people can see it. To rise and shine is a hard thing that enlightens our souls and eventually transforms our body. It means to stand up inside and get ready to be seen or noticed. You need to stoke the light that is within you in the same way that we stoke a fire, where we prod the embers and stir them up into new flames. And that call comes with a promise. And God says, they will come. The Gentiles shall come to your light and kings to your brightness, or kings to the brightness of your rising. We need to be preparing ourselves so we will truly engage those in darkness with the light of Jesus that dwells within us. And secondly, we need to lift up our eyes. Isaiah writes, Lift up your eyes all around and see. They all gather together. They come to you. Your sons shall come from far and your daughters shall be nursed at your side. Jesus constantly tells us that he only does what he sees the Father doing. He's come to do the Father's will. As his disciples, we're all called to do the Father's will and purpose for us. To do this, we need to lift up our eyes from our current situations and its difficulties, from our flaws and inadequacies, and from our lack of resources. In faith, as we lift up our eyes, we will see them coming or waiting for us to call. We need to refocus upon God's commission engage it with all our hearts 
We've all our minds, we've all our souls, and we've all our strength. And bring the people of expectation into his kingdom and into our church. Let us pray. Help us, Lord, to not only see those who are coming, but to move out to encounter and engage them, but that we can speak your truth into hearts that are desperately wanting to know you, to introduce them to you and bring them through into the kingdom and our church. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. If you'd like to hear more great messages, check out our Facebook page or look us up on the net at cornerstone-church.com.au